0: Yo, welcome to my summer lair. I am Sammy, got my wanted poster hung up in the post office. You nan. So, you first met Andrew Ferris back on October 13, 1980, with Inexcess's self-titled debut album. By 1987, fresh-ta- that fantastic album Kick, Andrew Ferris was the principal songwriter along with magnetic frontman Michael Hutchins. I can't even put into words, NXS has been a wild ride. A truly great band with truly great songs. Unfortunately, no matter how fun the roller coaster ride is, it comes to an end. Thankfully, Andrew Ferris has returned with a new ride and it's a country EP and LP. Country? Yes, country. Trains are a comin'. Arrows flying through the air. Horses, outlaws. This is country, like Wild West movies, not like jukebox <laughs> country songs about pickup trucks and cheating wives. Oh, Outlaws. I can do that. I'm, I can get behind Outlaws. This is amazing. The EP is Love Makes the World, released on October 2, 2020, and the LP is self-titled. Launching from track 7, the sublime song Apache Pass finds Ender singing about Geronimo. I don't know why, but Geronimo was something we yell out when we're taking a large leap. <laughs> Based on that, I tease him. Are you ready to yell, Geronimo, as you take the leap to being a frontman and principal songwriter? <laughs> when you look back at those early excess videos, dude's hidden in the corner there, mostly behind the keyboards. Now there's no more Michael Hutchins with the simmering heat. Andrew is front and center in all the recently released videos. And... He's going to be doing some upcoming shows. Geronimo for True. Listen to the uh, LP. It inspired me and I wrote a haiku review. This is it. <clears throat> Guns, gangs in excess. The freedom of the outlaw. Yo, Geronimo. Mo. Welcome, Andrew Ferris, to my summer lair. A million
1: miles an hour, flying to the sun, chasing down forever. Run, baby, run. We're stuck inside your head
0: Hey, Sammy. Yes, how's it going? I'm just adjusting the levels Thank you so much for taking some time to talk about the the album and your new music Yeah, yeah, cool How are you? What's happening? Uh, I'm in Toronto, so we are just finally coming out of lockdown And um, I think we can kind of get out a little bit um, And kind of like meet people <laughs> And be in the same room It's uh, Nobody's done anything, so nobody has any small talk anymore, right?
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah and uh, well, we we're kind of the same here. I'm in Australia, and we haven't been able to tour or play live, or you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, social distancing. You know, social distancing is obviously for health reasons incredibly important. But if you're an entertainer, it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's like a kind of sentence. You know, like you just can't work. You know.
0: Yeah, it is. It's got to be strange. I mean, because you just put out this album, and normally you would tour it or do some shows. And I know you have shows coming up, hopefully in April or May. Uh, but like generally like, it kind of disrupts your whole rhythm and your whole process because now, like, now you put out this thing and then like how do you promote it? How do you, what do you do with it?
2: Exactly. Well, uh, at the moment, I am about to head out. I'm literally rehearsing uh, over the next two or three days at my farm studio to do an album launch on the 19th of March for when my official you know, international release of my album is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so I'm rehearsing. With some musicians that are turning up and um just thinking to myself that um it'll be good because I'll, I'll be able to get out uh and play live here you know as restrictions is it's really good
0: yeah can we get into it and talk about the new yeah, LP sure. and uh all the good stuff yeah because I, I want to start with a celebration uh which is happy birthday uh your birthday is in about a week right and uh yeah
2: yeah my. And that's why I want to know that's if right, you released, birthday.
0: yeah, I want to know if you released Run Baby Run as a single, some encouragement for you as you get a year older.
2: Yes. Yeah, no, that's right. I'm releasing um, Run Baby Run. Well, not so much because I'm getting a year older, it's yeah. because I was actually supposed to release Run Baby Run a year ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, but, you know, my birthday's just a good day as any, I guess, you know, that's <laughs> kind of funny, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Your self-titled LP was preceded by an EP, uh, Love Makes the World. That was released in October 2020. So I want to start there because I believe they're all connected. How did Riding Horses with Your Wife lead to the sound of that EP?
2: Okay. Well, first of all, the EP, yeah, uh, that came out because I started to release my LP. And I was just going to say, with the EP... uh, I was releasing my LP about a year ago and then COVID, like we were just talking about, that kicked in and the world, you know, had this huge problem. Well, you know, everyone was more worried about their health and their families, you know, than my album coming out, you know, (laughs) and understandably, Mm -hmm. you know, I was too. And they're worried about their jobs, you know, people worried about their work, you know? And so for me, you know, it was the same thing. I started thinking, well, Why am I releasing my album when, you know, people rightfully so are more worried about other things, important priorities in their life. And so in the meantime, you know, I I will have a farm, a fairly big farm, that I also work on from time to time. You know, I I, you know, I actually work on a farm. I was working outdoors one day and I started thinking about it and thought, Well, okay, I've got my LP; it's just sitting there. But I've also got these tracks that I'm happy with, these songs that I recorded, you know, luckily when I was recording my, my album. But I just didn't think they suited the album as well as other tracks did, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I started thinking about that the the lyrics on the EP were very much about uh, empathy for other people and thinking about people in other countries. And, and then I started thinking, well, why don't I go back to the record company and see if they want to put the EP out? Because... Maybe the timing of those songs is actually better since there was so much fear and uncertainty in the world at that point. You know, I thought, well, Love Makes the World. And, you know, that's maybe maybe that's good timing for that to come out. And they, I thought they wouldn't want to do it, but the label said, yeah, we want to do that. We'd like to put that out. And um, they thought it would be a great way to lead into what I'm doing with the LP. So that's why the EP came out. But how? what the question you asked about the cowboy part of it?
0: Yeah, the horses. Right, right, right.
2: It's all, that was all part of the same kind of thing that happened where, you know, I started to re-record some older songs and newer songs, much newer songs that I'd written and co-written with people. And because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't happy with the quality of the recordings, like there were demos and some of them were really rough, you know, like really rough mm-hmm. recordings. And some of them had been written on paper and we hadn't even demoed them properly, you know, and So I started thinking about it more and I thought, well, I'll re record these songs. Well, as it went along, I started to re-record some of them in my home farm studio in Australia and some of them I recorded in Nashville. And as I was recording in Nashville, um, my wife, Marlena, and I decided to take a horse riding trip down the Mexican border as a holiday thing. Well, it wasn't just a pony ride. It was like a serious adventure. We ended up riding horses for six hours a day with a kind of you know, a basic meal in between. Mm-hmm. And we rode for six days straight, you know, six days in a row through this National Monument area, a wilderness area, really, in the U.S. And I'd never seen anything quite like it before. Um, you know, it was the Chiricahua Mountains where uh, Mexican border meets uh, Arizona and New Mexico, right in the corner there. And we started riding horses all through those areas. Well, we found ourselves riding horses. On- and... Um, yeah, we started riding horses through through that area, and even I remember we were riding through um, like stage old stage, couch, uh, stage coach stagecoach route, uh, you know, where you literally could see still see where the stage coaches had gone. And I'm not talking full, full four wheel drive, you know, off road sort of modern vehicles. Like you could tell that then no one had driven a vehicle of any modern sort through this, you know, ever. And that was really interesting for me. And um you sort of, I began to realize an old abandoned silver mines and, and then the, the history of the area with the Apache Indians, um, the cowboys up the road in Tombstone, the US cavalry, and we 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 rode, we rode our horses through all these really interesting areas and including um the abandoned US cavalry forts and um uh you know, we, we I know that where Geronimo surrendered, the place he surrendered to the cavalry. And then we rode our horses right up the top of Cochise's stronghold, and that was really amazing because we were able to. The four of us were, because uh, an old uh, wrangler guy called Craig Lawson, a cowboy guy, and his wife Tam, and, you know, had gone with my wife and I, and showed us. He was educating me on this whole area. I didn't realize the tumultuous history of the area, and when I finally, you know, came back to Nashville just to answer your question i know it's a bit long way around but <laughs> when i go back to Nashville well you know like if, i know because of my my work was in excess for all those years and writing hits and you know chart hits and all that stuff you know whether it's rock or pop or blues or you know funk or hip hop whatever you're trying to do everyone everyone wants country music everyone wants a chart hit right that's mm-hmm. just the way it works right so when i go back to Nashville you know like i get in the room it's kind of it's a bit funny and a little strange where, you know, girls and guys would go, what do you want to write about? And I'd be like, uh, well, you know, I'd really like to write about kind of the Wild West. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know, like, you know, and they're already thinking, "Oh, that's not going to be a chart hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know,
1: I'm like, well, that's
2: just what I want to do, you know. Um, and I'm really glad I stuck to my guns, if you're pardoned the expression. And um, because, you know, I, I what happened next was I, I began to realize that, you know, I, the more I began to think about it, reason, when, and if you stop and think about it, the beginnings of country music came from exactly that piece of history where in Australia, I guess, you know, so you had Australiana, you had Americana, you had a Canadiana, mm-hmm. if you pardon me, and, um, you know, the meetings of all these different cultures, you know, with indigenous people and European instruments they were bringing with them, Uh, you know, uh, a violin in the classical sense turned into a fiddle, you know, and then you'd have, uh, you know, a drum and a guitar would turn into a banjo later on. And then suddenly upright pianos. And that was the formation of early folk music turned into country music. And then here we are here today, you know, and I I couldn't help but think that those those rootsy kind of, that period of history to me suddenly, you know, not just in America but in Canada and Australia I suddenly went I know what I, I know how to make my album now I know what I'm doing and the EP tracks were kind of part of that journey for me you know in a way yeah yeah,
0: yeah and so this is what I want to get to because you you alluded to obviously to your time in NXS, uh, where you and Michael Hutchins were the primary songwriters and like to highlight a couple of quick examples like a large chunk of kick was written in Hong Kong. Uh, some of elegantly wasted was written in london and now you're talking about like this kind of americana culture and you're out in this kind of like deserty landscape cowboys and indians and all this kind of stuff like are you influenced at all by location when you write or is it by the location's culture
2: um that's a really interesting question i'm influenced by both i always have been uh, you know, within excess, we had a huge international experience. We worked in 52 countries. Would you believe it? <laughs> That's um, crazy. and you know, yeah, it's, it was literally, yeah, man, it was literally crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was going to say that, um, that we also, you know, I lived in Europe for almost five years, two of my of my three children born in Europe and, you know, we recorded a lot in other countries. We recorded in, in Europe in, in uh, in England and, um, you know, Spain, uh, you know, Italy. Um, we recorded in Vancouver. We were elegantly wasted. East, Most yeah. of that was, mm-hmm. right, was recorded in Vancouver. And you were, we recorded in Sydney, we recorded in the U.S., you know, uh, and even a little bit in Japan and stuff, you know. And, we, and you mentioned Hong Kong, West China. So NXS was very much like that. I think, you know, all the traveling we did, I think you could probably say that, a lot of, of a lot of my inspiration for my album has come from these these travel log experiences. The world, you know, the world's a very interesting place, you know.
0: Yeah, I think now with COVID, we realize it really is like how small it is because this is something that's affected everyone, right? Exactly. Everyone's now your neighbor. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well. Okay. Can I borrow some some sugar off you?
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There you go. Exactly um you mentioned that like you're focused on the like classic cowboys and outlaws uh in terms of when you talk about country right in in track seven uh it's a fantastic song called apache pass you're talking about geronimo which is i don't know why we do this but it's something that we yell out when we were taking a large leap so are you ready to yell out geronimo as you take a leap to being like a front man and like a principal songwriter Cause in the videos you've released yeah. now, you're the front and center guy, right? There's, there's no more Michael Hudgens. There's no more like you know what I mean. Like you can't hide in the corner anymore yeah, behind gotta, keyboards.
2: No, I I got to run, baby, run. No, look, it, it's, it's too late. Yeah. I've already I've already done it, you know. Um, and you know it's kind of it's interesting because Marlena's grandpa used to call me Geronimo.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. That's, um.
2: But yeah, you know <laughs> it's kind of strange, huh? But yeah, it was uh, interesting too because I, I really—I don't know how to explain this—but you—you've probably had moments in your life where you've been standing there and something's happening in in real time, and you say that this is really bizarre. Like I feel like I'm supposed to be here and doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, all I can say is you know, all I can say is right now I feel like I'm in a good place and I feel like I'm I'm supposed to be here and I'm supposed to be doing this.
0: That's a good feeling. And what about like? Songwriting is that still a mystery for you? Kind of like trying to grasp a belly dancer that's always just right out of reach, or do you have a handle on it's well, like really unique creative process?
2: Yeah, well I, I'm talking to you, and my wife's sitting next to me, and she's sort of saying hi and smiling. Well, you know, she she can hear this thing about a belly dancer. <laughs> well, all I can say is, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go hugging belly dancers, man. You gotta be quick.
0: <laughs> yes, I know. Right? Yeah, you gotta get in and get out. Don't get in trouble with the wife.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm laughing here now. So, uh, uh,
0: so yeah. So you are hoping then now uh, that uh, COVID is a little bit under control or less uh, critical, I guess, to do a couple of shows in April and May.
2: Yes. Well, at the moment, that's right. I'm doing, I'm doing uh, a solo tour as Andrew Farris in uh, April and May in Australia, and then uh, I'm probably going to work out next. Where now? This is a problem we all have. I'm trying to work out where I can go next. I mean, my wife's originally from Dayton, Ohio, in the U.S., and she desperately wants to get home and see her family and our friends over there in the U.S. And, and other places, too, Canada, too. But I wish I'd come play there, man. You know, I it just it's still really frustrating, actually. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Well, thank you. The uh, LP is out on March 19, and the EP is already out. Right. It's been out since... It's, the EP is Love Makes the World. And that's been out since October second, and um, yeah, hopefully you will be able to tour. But in the meantime, you're—I assume you'll be releasing some more videos as well, right? You have already got two videos out. Yeah, look, I got
2: a bunch of videos out. If anyone wants to check out me, my YouTube channel, I got a YouTube channel. You can go see what I'm doing on that, and I—I I think you'll get a laugh out of some of the videos. It kind—some of them are like a, got a cowboy theme running through them. <laughs> uh, the ones you got to check out—you got to check out the video for Run Baby Run. It's, uh it, you know. And then also, uh, the other thing is uh, we recorded a live concert uh, mm-hmm. during lockdown in Sydney, you know, because we couldn't play to a live audience. And so we, uh, we recorded this live concert thing in a studio. Well, you should check out the link to that because then that'll give folks some idea what I'm doing live, you know?
0: There you go. And
2: that's only half of
0: the concert.
2: There, there's about eight tracks or something in that in that section of it which is mainly around the ep Mm -hmm. release but there's a whole other eight or nine tracks that we tracked during that concert uh that we're we're doing post-production on the visual of it at the moment um you know the visual aspect Mm -hmm. of it and it should be ready pretty soon and it should be coming out soon as well
0: okay that's cool there's a lot of cool stuff coming out that's amazing Thank you so much for uh, hanging out and uh, talking about Outlaws and uh, Geronimo and the, the LP and the EP, and also just uh, high five. I know you get this all the time, but thank you so much uh, for the music in excess and for all the work that you guys did. Those were some fantastic times.
2: Yeah, you're welcome, and I'll high five you right back, man. You'd be careful over there, right? We'll talk soon.
0: Talk soon. Later. Yo, that was Andrew Ferris from NXS, now releasing solo music. I am Sammy Unin, still releasing podcasts, I guess. (laughs) Anyways, Andrew's off to a great start with these two country projects. The EP, Love Makes the World, and the self-titled LP. Pre-Rick Rubin Johnny Cash is about as country as I can get, though I've been to Nashville twice. Great town. From the EP, one of the songs he released was Brother. Now while two of Andrew's brothers played in, in NXS, it's easy to see it's a song mourning Michael Hutchins. Single tear. Ever since his death, we've all been stuck in a moment we can't get out of. While another song on the EP, All the Stars Are Mine, sounds so much like an NXS song. I wasn't emotionally ready to go back to that sound. As for the LP, though, there's, um I guess, some country slide guitar, that classic sound. There's some solid writing on this. Lots of outlaws. Apache Passes about Geronimo and Cochise. All that ruckus. It is a solid tune. It's my favorite on this album. Track three is with the Kelly Gang, in Australian Billy the Kid type. I don't know any Australian outlaws. I know there was an Australian movie called True History of the Kelly Gang. It played at TIFF in 2019, I think. I'll should Google it, but I'm pretty sure it was 2019. That's the first time I heard about the Kelly Gang. Never saw the movie, though. The self-titled LP has lots of fantastic and inspired songwriting. If you want to talk to me about Outlaws or In Excess, reach out. I'm my pal Sammy and my summer Layer. My pal Sammy and my summer lair for all three. IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks, for listening to me in a Netflix world Outlaws, yo
1: I could almost see A ghost train to Douglas Winding that way Through rolling hills I could almost smell The smoke from the fires as wagons burned and blue coats all were killed. And we rode our horses through Apache Pass, felt the spirit of old Geronimo. Could almost see the arrows flying and hear. She passed, still their home